The Kansas City Chiefs 53 is getting closer to fruition. Decisions are being made as we speak right now. We will know on Tuesday, but who's coming, who's going? Is Chris Jones going to show up? We're covering all that tonight live on Locked on Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It is uh, it's not tight. Quite time for a game, but it is game time for trying to get some things done for this 53-man roster. And we are brought to you by the Game Time app. You can check them out, create an account, and use that code LOCKDOWNNFL for 20 bucks off your first purchase. That's last-minute tickets and the lowest prices guaranteed. Chris Jones is making some noise. Uh, rumor that he has come to Kansas City with one of his agents. Uh, they are abounding here tonight on Sunday evening as we are live over on YouTube. Make sure you like, sub, and hit the bell. Thanks for making us your first listen in Chiefs Kingdom. We very much appreciate that. Check out another Lockdown show for your next one, whether it's the Lockdown NFL show, the draft show, if you're worrying about what D-tackle could be available in the next draft, or you're looking about where they want to go. We have a lot of decisions that are coming down in the next couple of days. We're going to talk about the toughest cuts to make right now. When are we going to hear this? What did we expect to be the evolution of this roster? And we're going to start tonight with a little bit about Chris Jones and where they're at right now. Thanks for being with us. We are here every day for you, every dayers, five days a week. Weeks like this, it's six or seven. So you can always get the information as we bring it to you live. You can also get the information on the text line at 816-357-8781. Get subbed over there and you can hear it all. Today, <clears throat> for me, has been a little bit um, come and go, trying to, to do the film, and then you have this big roster issue. We're going to get to that probably off the top here. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com and RGRfootball.com. Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner have a couple articles out already right after the game predicting who I think is going to make the roster. Uh, there are going to possibly be changes. We will see. Uh, one of the things that I will say before we get into the Jones talk is I have been watching and I have not seen waiver wire uh, moves that I would say would really interest me at the defensive tackle spot. Uh, there was a wide receiver, Anthony Schwartz, who got cut, which I would love to see on the practice squad, but I don't think he'll make it there. So, yeah, that, that's a tough one. Any wide receiver talk right now is is going to be difficult because everyone's going to have a shot before the Chiefs, and they have enough of their own guys to try to squeeze on there. But uh, it is starting to get going. We're going to talk about that process coming up and what are the Chiefs' toughest cuts. But tonight, with rumor of Chris Jones back in town with one of his agents. We were going to start tonight with, you know, where are they with the team? What is the situation currently? But this changes things, as we just learned this in the last hour or so. What does it mean to you if an agent and Chris drop into town? No fanfare obviously doesn't matter. They're only there to talk to a couple of people, including Brett Veach. But what does that tell you? Is that a thawing or is that a, a stance? Is this a pay me or else? Or is this more like, hey, I'm willing to talk? I would think it would mean, hey, I'm willing to talk. I don't want to be losing any more money than I already have. But right before we got started today, I just saw Jeremy Fowler from ESPN, I believe, just came out and said that the team and Chris Jones haven't talked. Like, there has not been a conversation. They have not moved anywhere on this contract talk. So they're wondering if it's going to drag way into the season. That's not where they wanted it to be, but it's, it sounds like that's where it could be. Him being in town is a little bit different. If that's true, that he is here with one of his agents, uh, it would be great if they could get something done, but uh, time is ticking. 
Yeah, it certainly is. And, you know, this is pretty much what Andy said um, er earlier before the, the preseason game, the finale, um, is that they have just had no contact. Um, that there, you know, there were there were lines in the sand. There were there were demands made, and stuff had not been discussed since then. So, any contact at all is a thawing of the situation. And I, I kind of I tend to go with you. Um, this this does feel like this is an opportunity to get something done. This doesn't feel like a standoff. Uh, this feels more like a hey, how can we figure this out? Because I think the agents have seriously overplayed their hand, and, and they're they've gotten agree. themselves deeper than they meant to be. That's that's absolutely the case, in my opinion, because in a situation like this, any games he makes is going to be double. He's missing out double time. Uh, he's going to be missing out on on money this year. He's going to be missing out on money if he gets franchise tag in the next year. It could cost him close to $20 million just not showing up. And that is something that I guarantee you he isn't wanting to do because there's no way that he is going to make that money back. Maybe you could say he could get the 10, 10 million back, but there's no way he's getting 20. Yeah, I have to agree with you completely. There, there's no way around that. And uh, shout out to everybody who's live in the chat. Uh, we'll try to answer a question or two at the end of the show. If you guys have them, uh, you know how to do it. So, hey, Tracy, we very much appreciate you. Uh, more power to you. You are a glutton for punishment, my dear, and I appreciate it. Um, let's, let's, let's talk reality. Whether this is face-to-face -face or just the fact that Chris Jones and his agent are there in town to, to get the reaction that we're giving them right now by everyone in, in Chiefs Kingdom media talking about it, that may be a tactic as well. And I think that's what it comes down to here is, is this truly a negotiation at this point, knowing that they've had so little contact for so long? Or is this just kind of like riling up the fan base? Because right now, if they're doing that on purpose, I think the fan base is more likely to come down against Chris Jones and where his stance is right now. You guys tell us in the chat. I'd love to hear your, your takes or leave your comments on the YouTube channel. Uh, but that's how it feels to me. The I mean, the fan base has already turned. And at this point, uh, there's a lot of people that are just wanting to see it over with, regardless of how it ends up. And that could mean Chris Jones is not a chief any longer. That could mean that the team signs them long term. They don't care. They just want it done and over with, and they want to get past the drama of it. And I get it because you're sitting here in a situation and, you know, Matt and I talked about it and, and I talked about it a lot on Chiefs Corner. He's holding you hostage right now from making a lot of different moves that you could make. If he signed a contract extension, they would have free cap space to be able to go and do some things. If he doesn't, they've got to basically adjust what their plan was for 2024 and probably extends or, or probably roll Tooney's money into 2024. Uh, which is going to cost them, you know, money that they weren't planning on spending there, or at least not wanting to move there. So this is not a good situation for Kansas City, and this is not a good situation for Chris Jones. I hope it comes to an end very soon. And you know, I would love to see him get paid and stay in Kansas City. He's he's been a great player. I've had a lot of fun watching him, and they could really use him on the defensive line. But if he's not showing up by week one, it's really going to hurt Kansas City, especially considering you're going to be missing a minute here. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, and folks, we're going to have our 53-man roster rundown tomorrow before it comes out officially, so we're going to tell you what we think you can assuming, see over at Chiefs Corner. Yeah, assuming uh, we don't have Chris Jones news. Yes, correct, correct. Well, um, or or assuming that they don't actually do the cuts before we have a chance to record. Right, uh, but that's our plan. You can see what Chris thinks right now on Chiefs Corner. Check that out. Um, but it's, it's one of those things, and I just want to say this before we go uh, to break and talk uh, about the Chiefs' cuts and what that process is going to look like. If this season 
if Chris is not in-house, if he has to force a trade or whatever he does, and they do not make a Super Bowl run yet again, it will come down in history on him. And I think that is something that he has to think about. That's just my last little ploy there because I, cool. I do want to mention that. And how much is that going to affect his potential ring of honor? I mean, with what he's done in his career, he deserves to be in the Chiefs ring of honor. But if you get into a situation where you lose a couple of games early and you're not able to come back and, and you don't make the playoffs because of it, or, you know, you're not able to come back and you're not able to make the Super Bowl because of it, that's going to be something that isn't going to be forgiven easily. Yeah, and that's a regret that your agents are going to be able to help you with. That said... How does this cut down work? What are we expecting to see here? It's been quiet so far. Does that mean it's going to light up tomorrow or are we going to be here until the deadline? We'll talk about that, how it goes and who's going where coming up next. August is here and that means the official start of fantasy football drafting month right now. Underdog's the easiest place to get all your fantasy football and the best place for best ball. Best Ball's the, the Mania 4 is right now. It's the largest fantasy football tournament ever. Get in the championship ready for your home league by using Best Ball from Underdog Fantasy. All you do is draft one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. Underdog sets the best lineup for you every single week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back, and it's bigger than ever. There's 15 million up for grabs in total prizes, including an absurd $3 million to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July. Visit underdogfantasy.com and find them in the app store and sign up for their promo code locked on. That'll give you your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code locked on to get double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Check out underdog today. Really quick before we jump in, I just want to say, if you are trying to talk about me or say something to me, just call me Clark in the chat because this Chris stuff is going to be confusing when I'm sitting here trying to read it. Just going to throw that out there. And the Chris Clark talk. Okay. I was just going to say, uh, thank you, Mark. We appreciate you. Uh, We do not hold out on you. Whether uh, right, wrong, or indifferent, we're going to tell you what you think, what we think. So we appreciate you very much. Um, Okay. So we're here. We've played the last preseason game normally we start to see cuts the next day this whole cutting down to just three preseason games and having this delayed reaction going from 53 uh, i'm sorry 90 all the way down to 53 has created this kind of delay we are seeing some other teams make some moves alex leatherwood the former uh alabama lineman has been caught yet again from the chicago bears there are other teams making the initial moves generally the team the, the chiefs are a team that are going to let some of their guys go if they want to let their veterans get on with another team, especially knowing they don't have to clear the waiver wire. Haven't seen a thing from the Chiefs yet. That tells me the decisions are not only as hard as we've been feeling they were, but they're even harder or they would have done something by now. So it well, feels like this is going to be a deliberation and a balancing act all the way through. It definitely could be. And I want to say, if you missed it yesterday, Ryan, one thing that Matt pointed out is, and I knew this, but I forgot it. It's a great point. Any cuts that are made now, it doesn't matter. All of those cuts are coming through on Wednesday. They will be finalized on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So that is a big deal because at this point, it doesn't matter if you make a cut and you wave somebody. Nobody's going to be able to pick them up until Wednesday. If you got this stuff done now, and where Matt's point was going is, if you got it done now, it's possible that maybe somebody calls you up and says, hey, I'll give you a 
sixth or seventh round, a conditional sixth or seventh round pick for such and such player because they already see it on the waiver wire. That's yeah. possible. And Kansas City not taking advantage of that's kind of surprising, although Beach could be making phone calls already. So we'll see. Yeah, I think they have to be. And I actually see it a little bit differently in that if you had announced some of these moves, I think that takes them off of the possibility for a trade, unless it's like a high name, right? Because most of the time, it's going to be the veterans that you want to go pick up or somebody that you want to pick up cheap off of the wire. So right now, I'd be calling on a couple of guys. I'm trying to shop Amir Smith-Marset right now. Yep. I'm calling everybody in the league that needs not only a receiver, but a kick returner. And I am trying to work that. I might throw in another player on top of it. There are several others that you could probably get as a, as a toss in a little bit of value from. Now, I only mentioned him, and it's not to single Amir out, but I, I do think he's the odd man out on a seven wide receiver team, which I do think is in the making. And, and quite frankly, after this weekend's performances, I think it's a must. He is the eighth guy. And he is a guy that I think could get, get value elsewhere. So there is a also a semi-possibility. I don't expect this to happen, but one thing that somebody pointed out and I hadn't thought about is if they really want to have Tony be 100%, maybe you keep eight on your original roster. Maybe you go to – no, hold on. You go to you go two tight ends, you cut Blake Bell, you bring him back after you put Tony on IR for the first couple of weeks, and you have a Miss Amir Smith or set. Now – whether or not that give, whether or not they'll do that, I don't know. But the point is, is if they do that, you're much likely, much more likely to have a chance to keep him because teams usually set their practice squads and set their rosters and don't poach as much. Yeah, there there is that initial rush, and, and like you said earlier, in announcing it early, it exposes some things. Maybe that's good, maybe that's bad. It, it depends on your point of view. But either way, it doesn't avoid the derby days here, and this this is as bad as as what you're doing at the end of the draft, meaning that by knowing that there's this gap, if you had released somebody, they can go start shopping for their next team. They can go start reaching out, making contacts. Does that help you? In some ways it does. Sometimes it doesn't. So there, are, the swords cuts both ways for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I, while I'm a little surprised we haven't heard anything, I'm not surprised that we're, we're not getting inundated with information. So leave everything as a possibility until you absolutely have to make your decision makes a lot of sense for me. The question is going to be is who's picking up the phone back? Cause I do think I agree with you. Brett Veach is all over it. Everybody in that building is on the phone right now. Probably. I would agree with that. And I just want to address this really quick. Cause we talked about Smith Marset. Uh, I get the thought process of keeping ISM and cutting your trading Watson, but it's not going to happen. Kansas City loves Watson. He's the only one that plays all three wide receiver positions. Uh, he is going to stay here in Kansas City. Uh, I've also had people reach out to me and say, maybe you cut him. Yes, I don't see that. They didn't play him on on Saturday. To me, that says all you right. really need to know about, about where they feel he is this year. I, I kind of agree with you. And Watson did play, but he was targeted once. That was it. Um, I, I do feel like if you feel that there is enough talent right now on this roster, and you can see them growing through the season to be able to contribute by years in by the playoff run. One or the other of MVS or Watson could be trade bait. If you feel that Kadarius Tony is ready to go for week one, that's the only way that it happens. Otherwise, both those guys are in the top four receivers on this roster, according to the Chiefs. <clears throat> I know you guys don't necessarily agree. I might not even agree. But Kansas City, Brett Veach, and Andy Reid think Watson – and MVS are in the top four of their talented wide receivers right now. 
But if you have KT and you're confident, you could maybe try to get something for them. Yeah, you could. And the the big key, the big question on MBS is whether or not his some of his salary was already paid this year. Uh, I've heard rumors that some of it was already paid that would actually potentially make it cheaper to be able to trade him uh, with the team, the other team bringing him on, but it wouldn't really free up cap space. So that doesn't really help you that much in that regard. Uh, you know, I just can't see that they're going to be moving away from either of those guys. I understand what we've seen from Justin Ross. He looks like he's going to be phenomenal this year. The reality is he was doing it against mostly second and third team guys. He's going to need more time to adapt to the NFL offense, the NFL defenses and the NFL uh, I, I am really excited about where he could be in the future. I just don't think it's going to be something where he's going to be ready week one, maybe even week eight or nine. Could be something where he gets sprinkled in and does a couple of things and they build packages for him because they've done that with players before. And I think that's the best way to use him. Yeah, I, I agree. At the end of the day, give Mahomes as many different kind of weapons as you feel you can do. I, I, I do like what we saw from Justin in this last ball game in being able to be that that elevation at the catch point, do what we saw him do some at Clemson. <clears throat> I feel much better about that. <clears throat> and quite frankly, I, I was the last guy on the, on, on I, I was standing on the shore trying to hold the boat, the hype boat from going down the river on Justin Ross because I needed to see a couple of things. I needed to see him play like I saw him play at Clemson against NFL talent. He's done that. It's backups mostly, but he has done that. And I needed to see him survive and not get injured. He's done that three times now in real ball games. I whatever you you think about the the preseason, it's still an NFL ball game. Yep. So I feel much better now than I did a month ago when we started camp. No, I agree with you, and I think that that is growing pains when you start looking at the different <clears throat> wide receivers they have on this team. You also look at a guy like Rasheed Rice. I've seen I've had people tell me they need to cut Rice and keep Amir Smith Marset. There's no way they're keeping they're cutting a second round pick. One. No. But two, he had a couple of drops. He's a rookie wide receiver. And if you – I mean, the talent and what he showed in week two in the preseason, I don't understand why you'd want to move away from that. Uh, Amir Smith-Marset really played really well, uh, and I wish the Chiefs could keep him. I just can't see their, them keeping eight receivers uh, unless they do what I said earlier and, and they decide they're going to you know cut a, an extra tight end and they're going to keep eight and move Tony to IR immediately. I mean, that's possible. So where are those toughest cuts? Where are the guys that are right next to each other to make this roster? It depends on the counts, but we're going to talk about where those lines are going to be drawn right after this because I got to tell you about our pals at game time. I always have trouble when I decide to drop in for a regular season game, and I try to do that every season. Sometimes I can plan it, and sometimes I can't because planning that kind of trip, specifically when we're talking about a ball club and how those two teams come together, Sometimes that gets really, really stressful, and I try to avoid that when I can because this season's tough enough on us. So if you don't have time for that and you want to avoid that stress, the, the single place to get your last-minute tickets is game time. It makes it easier. It takes that stress out, and if you want to give it a shot, you can check any single day and get the best deal that you're going to get. Forget planning for months in advance. Game time has the deals on those tickets right now and on the day of the event. You get exclusive flash deals. For football, basketball, baseball, theater, all kinds of events, not just Arrowhead Chiefs games. Uh, but that guarantee says you'll always get the best price no matter what. If you find tickets for the same section in a row for less, they'll give you a credit of up to 110% off of the difference. So snag the tickets 
and do it stress-free with GameTime. Download their app at the GameTime app in any app store, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNFL. You'll get $20 off your first purchase right off the top. Terms do apply. And again, create the account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNFL for 20 bucks off. The GameTime app, <clears throat> go download it today. Last-minute tickets for the lowest prices, guaranteed. Now, the other guarantee <clears throat> that we deal with this time of year is just how hard some of these cuts begin to look. And there are a number of them. I want to start with one that we haven't talked about very much because, quite frankly, we didn't think there was going to be many offensive linemen on this 53-man roster. And we don't know how that's going to come down. I could see anywhere from 8 to 10 offensive linemen on this guy. But I'll tell you a couple of guys that I'm not so keen on seeing. I don't feel good about the way... Austin Ryder has played. I'm not so sure about Mike Caliendo, who's been on this roster for a bit. <clears throat> I think that Darren <laughs> Kennard, what did I miss? Sorry, I'm listening. I'm laughing about Ryder because I just watched him Ole so many times in the game. Uh, yeah. I cannot agree with you more on that one. Sorry, it just listening to you say that, I, that's <laughs> one I – and here's the thing. Like, I don't expect him to be on the roster, but I wonder, and this is what Matt thought also, is it possible they bring him back on the practice squad specifically because Allegretti is still hurt? I still don't like that. I'd rather have Caliendo, but it is what it is. Yeah, I, well, that's the thing is like they put Anderson Hardy in there, a, an undrafted free agent, in with the twos at a point here in this last ball game. Uh, didn't grade out so great from PFF, but I thought he had some decent uh, moves. I thought his athleticism showed. Is he overpowered? Yes. Did he get overextended? Yes, but I do think that he has uh, the upside. He's a guy that I've been tracking for a while, and I hope that he does make the practice squad. But I'm left feeling kind of eh about the interior offensive line backups without Allegretti. I understand it. I mean, that's a big question mark. I think Kennard is on the roster mainly because he was drafted last year. If he wasn't drafted last year, I don't know that he would be on the roster. Uh, I think you're going to have two interior guys, and you're going to have two tackles. Uh, that are your backups, and you're probably going to keep nine. I just can't see them going 10 with all the players that they have at other positions on this roster. And, you know, people talk, you know, Caliendo, they want Caliendo over Kennard. I get it. But Caliendo has been a guy that, you know, they've had in a couple of years, so nobody's taking him. He hasn't caught on anywhere else. You could probably add him back to the practice squad and keep both. You're probably correct. Um, now, that said, this is an Andy and Andy decision. I, I think they're going to lean towards tackles. Uh, I think they have five viable candidates. That's another position group right now that could be on phones right this minute as we're speaking, folks. So uh, hold on tight because this year, maybe more than any others, we could see some preseason trades. So let's hold on for the 53. We've talked ad nauseum about the wide receivers, but that does affect these two positions on what you do with the tight ends, what you do with the running backs. In my mind, Generic Prince is a practice squatter. I think you can get him there. I don't think it's much of a risk, and I think Piran has played himself onto this roster if they keep four. Do you agree? No, I agree. I think Piran showed everything that they want to show, uh, everything they wanted from him last in the last game. Uh, his big run and his ability to shake tackles and get a touchdown on that play, uh, that says everything that I need to see there. Generic uh, Prince didn't look bad, but against he was right. he, again he was going against threes. And really hard to judge against threes. But I do think that him being on the practice squad, and the reality is if Kansas City really loved him, like it sounds like they loved him, he could be on the practice squad all year and he can make the squad next year. Because one of the things that it sounds like really hit him was just he got worn out. Rookie he's rookie wear out. I mean, you're talking about coming from Tulsa, 
which isn't a big program, to the NFL. Being on the NFL roster for a year as a practice squad player could could actually give him a good chance of making the roster next year. Yeah, uh, agreed. When I think there's going to be less of a logjam to begin with because I don't think you're going to get much trade value for CEH and that isn't a problem next year. So you, you're looking for depth in the next season. On the defensive side, I think that the toughest cuts are going to come down to the safeties and who makes that fifth corner spot right now. <coughs> Who makes the what? I'm sorry, you cut out. The safety group. Uh, I feel like Tamari Connor has almost surpassed uh, Edwards looking at their play on the field. Oh, completely, in my opinion. Okay. It, but yet, Deion Bush is still making plays and contributions on special teams. And he's even thrown a little bit of pop on defense. Yes, it's against lower competition, but like that makes it difficult because then you're talking about Steve McDuffie, of course, uh, but then uh, Watson, Williams, and then who? Like Reese Taylor showed his face and I thought looked pretty good in this last ball game. Yep. Obviously, you have Nick Jones that we still don't have an answer on. So there's a lot of options there as well. Well, there was a little bit of an update on Jones. He didn't have to have surgery. So uh sounds like he's probably not going to end up on IR, which is the thought of one of the guys that would be brought back from IR, you know, be put on IR on Wednesday. Doesn't sound like it's probably going to go that direction. Uh, so that's the little update we have. Whether or not he's going to be able to play week one, that's a big question mark. But again, the the other question and the bigger thing that is really a bigger issue right now for Kansas City is what are you doing at defensive line? Your defensive tackles are huge, are a huge problem. And you are going to be without one of your best players in a minihue at the end. You just don't have depth. <laughs> I mean, it's just you're sitting there in a horrible situation and how many you're going to keep is really going to cause – issues elsewhere what is what was your impression of Turk Warden I didn't see enough I, he was only in for a couple of plays I didn't see enough it tells me that the, the because he was only in for a couple of plays that they're either comfortable and that he's going to make the 53 or that they're not sure that he's ready to go and they might have to do the IR after the 53 uh, I thought too. Wise played into a good position um, I, I think Shelton and Coburn are no-brainers at this point you think he wise playing into a good position? Imagine that's your KU guy. Yeah. Hey, you know, if if it's a do not report situation with Chris Jones, I think he makes it. Well, possibly. And Chris Jones is going to open up a roster spot if he doesn't report by Thursday so, or by Tuesday. So that's there. Uh, Ryan, really quick before we hit into some of these questions, uh, you need to go ahead and take care of this, please. Oh, okay. So, um, yes, absolutely. So for Red, for everyone in Chiefs Kingdom, there is no way that the Chris Jones deal gets done tonight or tomorrow. So there you go, Red. It should happen almost immediately. Or um, just get done, period. Right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I hope that I've jinxed it in reverse for all of Chiefs Kingdom. You're all welcome. Um, we are going to take a question or two. We're not going to get through everybody because we are running late already. And thank you for being here on this live. Make sure you like, sub, and hit the bell. Make sure you text us at 816-357-8781 if you want to get subscribed to the text line. Um, do you have a question you want to take, Chris? Uh, this is just really quick. Uh, that's, we kind of talked about that early in the show. We don't know whether or not it's, it really means something or not and whether or not it's real, but it is being reported that he is here. So just want to get that one on record since it's really quick. Uh, I don't have an answer on this one. Williams and Watson are in a battle, and we just really don't know right now. And the other question is, is how does Snead going to play into it? Because it's a question whether or not he's going to be available week one. 
he's another guy that makes 53 and goes right to IR as a possibility. That is a, a, a distinct possibility at this point. But he was at least on the sidelines, so that's a good sign for availability for week one probably. Um, I, I hate talking about CJ so much. If he's really wanting $32 million a year, no. There's no way to to not screw up everything else. Uh, not not if it has start, to be carried forward. Well, yeah, and not and not unless you're going to do void years, and I don't want Kansas City to do in void years because I think that really screws up cap in the future. Uh, agreed. Uh, this is a great question, Tracy. Whether or not it affects the locker room, I think it's probably going to start to, um, especially not showing up by week one. I think it's really going to start to at least make people antsy because at this point the entire team has been all about you know, not or all about going for Super Bowl number two in a row. And without Chris Jones here, that's going to be a lot harder and may make it almost impossible if they come out of the gate slow. This is where the tide turns. Uh, most guys are going to stay out of contract talks for any of their teammates until it gets to the point where it affects them winning ball games and winning championships and getting bonuses and increasing their viability for pay in the future. So, yeah, we don't know the effects. It, every locker room is different, but it will have some kind of effect really quick on Leo's Chanel's injury. Uh, it sounds like it's a hit pointer, but Andy doesn't think it's going to be a long-term deal. Uh, so I thought he actually played pretty well in the preseason. I'm excited to see what he's able to do this year. Although it is curious because you have another guy in Drew Tranquil who could also eat into his snaps, uh, depending on how they want to you know, play defense. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And there's a lot of people that are asking, what can we get to uh, trade for Chris Jones? I really don't have a clue at this point. Uh, I would like to say you get a first, but I don't know that you can this close to the season, especially considering how much money they're going to have to pay him to get him to sign a contract extension. I, I think you you don't you don't do it if you don't get a first. I mean, the, true, he's as good a player as Tyreek was at his position. It's just that it's a different position. It still warrants at least a one and a three, if not more. The question is exactly what you said. Are they willing to pull the trigger right now? Or does it take till the trade deadline? That That is also another deadline that creates some deals. Uh, I could see Chicago taking IMS easily. So that doesn't that wouldn't shock, shock me at all. Uh, and since we're just about done, I don't think P. Ryan is going to take McKinnon snaps. I think they like what McKinnon does, and he is their third down back. Uh, P. Ryan does give them the ability to be – you know, have a safety net in case something happens with Pacheco, uh, because I really don't think that uh, what we saw from CEH is going to really help them this year. Agreed. Um, just on Smith Marset, yes, Chicago could certainly poach them. Uh, so could Jacksonville. So could Indianapolis. Uh, so could Washington in particular. We've already seen Eric Bieniemy make that impact. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's. I don't think Amir Smith Marset is here. Hopefully they trade him rather than cut him because he's going to end up somewhere else either way. Yep. And since we only have one more question, here you go, Ryan. No, the Chiefs love Justin Watson, but, but when he played uh, when he played for MBS last year, he disappeared. What games he played last year? Did he make a difference? That, that's a fair point. <clears throat> it's not. It's not apparently what they are concerned about. They're concerned about a guy being in the right place, distracting and taking coverage away from other players, being able to run the routes that they assign him. Whether he's making that impact or not, I'm not trying to justify why they like him. Like him, I'm just telling you that they do. Well, and they had he had a couple of big plays. I mean, you look at the, I think it was a TD, a long TD against the Chargers week two. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's against the Chargers. I can't remember if it was week two or not. I was actually at that game. I think it was week two. Uh, so, I mean, he, he he made some big plays for them. But the reality is, is what it comes down to is he is one of the only receivers on the roster that can play all three positions. And that gives them flexibility across the entire roster. That, that's a very good point. Justin Watson represents a viable floor. Whereas Ross, Reed, maybe even James represent a higher ceiling but maybe the floor is not there. They need viability week to week to week to week, and they think they have that in Watson. Yep. That is going to be it for us today, everybody. Thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. Ryan, I will let you go ahead and take everything out. I appreciate it. You guys have been great. I know we're almost to the regular season. I'm very excited. I know you're excited. Thanks for being with us. Make sure you like, sub, hit that bell. Check out another Locked On show because there's information all over the place. I think you'll like the national shows as well with Peacock and Williamson and Locked On NFL and the NFL Draft Show and Draft Dudes. You can get it all. You can get the sub over at 816-357-8781 for our actual real-time releases uh, when we can just text you. If you are interested in something like that, I think you'll enjoy it. Go grab a subscription over there as well. Tomorrow. Really really quick, Ryan, say it one more time. They're not going to sign Chris Jones. They're not going to sign Chris Jones tonight. Or tomorrow, or at all. Just okay. cover okay. your bases, and, and we're good. All right. Say it one more time, Again, just for everybody. For those of you that are clipping this out onto YouTube, this is sarcasm. They're not going to sign Chris Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow. We'll run down any news that we do have prior to getting into our 53-man look and what we would do. Please be with us. We appreciate you spending your time today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.